It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast, episode number 44, and it is is football season baby week one is here we're gonna talk all four jpp teams today and we do have a full house as we have my co-host and brother mr stephen lamont on the twitter bird at stephen jpp smells like football daddy and also with us the third point to our beautiful football triangle you know him as my buddy from another muddy, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird. I guess if I'm going to be part of the triangle, I might as well be the, the right angle, right? Is <laughs> oh. the one that's always correct? I think you're you are the obtuse. one that's wide right. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. nice. I used to, used to be acute. Now I'm a little obtuse. <laughs> Making smart guy jokes now. <laughs> On the Twitter bird, at the knock says, soup, we got real football. Yeah, I can't wait. Thursday? Thursday night, right? Yeah. Thursday night. Have you guys seen the commercial for the Packers and Bears? No, I don't have cable. I have not. There's an NBC commercial (laughs) where Al Michaels is giving a press conference, and all of a sudden he's like, he says something, and you hear somebody's voice, and he's like, what was that? And it goes to a cut of Betty White. She starts talking up the hundred years of the, the the Packers and Bears, and then she's like, "There's only one more thing that's bad, at, uh, more badass than this matchup," and you're looking at her. Is <laughs> she is old as hell, huh? She was old as hell twenty years ago. Yeah. Shout out to Betty White, friend of the pod. Yeah, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, "Come on, guys, let's take care of the planet. You know, we want to leave it in a better place for Betty White when we leave this." Earth. <laughs> Betty White and Keith Richards, the last two people on earth. Last of the Mohegans. All right. Let's kick it off then because we got an exciting episode, episode 44 of the Joint Practices Podcast, the podcast for fans, by fans. We're going to talk about all four teams, as I already said. We're going to break down their matchups. And we're going to get to our brand new Pick'em, which has a brand new drop. It's, it's fly. going to be fun. I listened to the drop. I found it early, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I like it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, y'all have to wait for that. But uh, before we get into week one, start previewing the games, uh, you guys want to say anything about your team's 53-man roster? Anything stick out to you? Yeah, um, I'll go first, Steve, if you don't mind. Um, I just put aside a couple surprises. Or big ones. Green Bay cut Deshaun Kaiser in favor of keeping Tim Boyle. And I don't hate this at all. I was high on Tim Boyle because I thought he had a I thought he had a great preseason. I thought, um, I don't know, maybe great's too strong of a word, but Kaiser had an equal preseason, I guess. And they just saw more in Boyle. So that was the biggest one to me. They also they cut Alan Lazard. Ended up re-signing him to the practice squad. They cut Jamon Moore, 
which he was drafted last year. I couldn't tell you it's the why. I know, but <laughs> in one game he dropped like four good balls, and you were like, "That's your main job, is catching that." And then two others, Justin McRae got traded to the Browns, and Sean Arbor, Reggie Gilbert got traded to the Titans. I don't know what we ended up getting for those, but those are just the ones that stood out to me. I think as far as the uh, the Vikings are concerned, the things that stuck out to me were at the 53-man roster cut, they were carrying four wide receivers and four tight ends, which Brendan Dillon made the cut. Didn't see that happening as far as tight ends are concerned. I thought it would just be the three, Conklin, Rudolph, and uh, Irv Smith, but they kept Brendan Dillon as well. Um other than that, like, I think everything was pretty normal other than the fact that they cut Corey Vedvik after they traded a fifth-round pick for him. So um, Happy trails, Corey Vedvik. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, including next year's fifth-round pick, uh, it'll be that's three seasons in a row now that they've uh, used a fifth-round pick, and that guy's not on the team, so... <laughs> Nice. So they cut him in favor of keeping Matt Weil and then went out and signed uh, Braden Colquitt and then cut Matt Weil. So, Fucking nightmare. Yeah. The, the kicking game continues to get more and more interesting in Minnesota. Just when in you the thought... The NFC North in general. Yeah, just when you thought you had it figured out. Um, I was sad to see Kyle Sloter um, get cut. Sean Mannion is the backup now. Um but him and I think Brandon Zilster was the other one who was like the last guy that was cut, which wide receiver um, stinks. He was here for a couple of years. Uh, I think he's in Carolina now. But and Sloter going to be uh, backing up good old Kyler Murray there. So interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah, it was only two really things that popped to me on the Eagles cuts. Their 53 is pretty much what we all assumed it would be. Uh, the only two surprises, like things that really caught me off guard were the Eagles only kept two tight ends, Ertz and Goddard, which was baffling for as much as they run two tight end sets. You know, if one of those guys get hurts, that's a, you know, a large PC or offense. They led the league in two tight end sets last year. Yeah, I was reading an article about... Um... Who was the uh, was it Dillard? Was that the uh, the rookie they got on the line? Yeah, the offensive tackle. Yeah, they yeah. were talking a lot about using him as like a third tight end, quote unquote, yeah. in uh, in some of those packages. So, yeah, I saw that. Um, I read that too about Dillard, but they also want to get our Sega Whiteside on the field more, so they're going to use you know him as a almost like a tight end. He'll line up as a tight end on that play or whatever, but. And the other thing that kind of caught me off guard was the Eagles waved Trayvon Hester, the man responsible for the double doink in all of Chicago's nightmares. So that was a little strange. They only kept four defensive tackles. Hassan Ridgeway makes the cut, so kind of bummed to see the playoff hero go, but it's a business, right? Sure is. You said four defensive ta- uh, defensive tackles. Is that yep. what you said? Okay. 
I was thinking use a defensive lineman for a minute, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Those four are going to play every snap of every game, even if they get hurt. Yeah. Not the Eagles way. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the first game of the year, the literal first game of the year, I am pretty sure that Jerry Jones shit in his diaper when he read this headline. Jared Goff gets four-year extension for $134 million and $110 million guaranteed, the largest guarantee in history. Yeah, and that's reported by Schefter. And we want to extend a JPP thank you for doing that before we started recording and not <laughs> <Right>? after. <laughs> right. Because that Jeez. is exactly the kind of shit that breaks every... T- and if you listen to the podcast, we bitch about it every week, but that's the kind of stuff that usually breaks after we're done. That's... But God, that's a lot of money. Jerry Jones is now looking at that terrible offer they gave to Dak and going, oh, shit. So you think um, you think Dak is is smiling, thinking he's going to get a little bit more? Or he, Well, <laughs> that's what he's hoping. He's hoping. He asked for, well, reportedly asked for $40 million per year. This golf deal is only... 32 per year. So. Only 32? That's insulting. Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that Dak is, if they want to please him, he's going to be what? More than that? Equal to that? He's going to want to be more than that, but then again, it's. Can you imagine you know, them paying. What has he done better than Jared Goff? Absolutely nothing. Jared Goff played in a Super I mean, Bowl. if you. Yeah, yeah, he made he I brought us to the Super Bowl. And I think specifically the games that I think of are when they played Minnesota last year and and Kansas City that like ridiculous shootout. I want to watch that. It's like again. those two games, those two games, right there tell you, okay, this is a guy that's deserving that contract. Like, a guy works super hard, and him and McVay are very good together. And I understand why they want to keep him around, but yeah, for Dak Prescott, it's like. All right. Well, you want thirty-two million a year, but like, what, what have we won? Where have we gone? Pretty much nowhere. Uh, I just hope that they overpay him. There's rumors right now that Zeke's deal is imminent, make which would make him the highest-paid running back in the league. And then they're Mister. how are they gonna pay? You know, whatever that amounts to. Because if you're paying, just for instance, say Zeke at $20 million per year. If you have Dak at $33 million per year. And then you just made Lyle Collins one of the highest paid right tackles in the league. However much that is. How much is the salary cap? Because it sounds like three or four guys are going to hit the ceiling here. Yeah, it's, it's a, they're really going to have to hope that they, I mean, they're almost definitely going to raise the ceiling of the salary cap, but this is what happens. Like you get a lot of good players. It doesn't last long. So the window is short when you, uh, when you sign deals like this and, uh, I don't know, it doesn't look good, the future for the Cowboys. (laughs) I don't know how they're going to fill out a roster. You're going to start seeing Jerry Jones, like patting his pockets and going, Oh, Forgot my checkbook. Can I get you next week? It's just like <laughs> yeah. he's gonna TNA and not pay anybody for weeks at a time. 
It's the old Donald Trump method. <laughs> I know you just did this two million dollar piece of work here, but I'm not gonna pay you. See you later. Those aren't the light bulbs I wanted. It's free. <laughs> uh is that all is that all we had for news? Not pretty much. I mean, I can't wait for the Patrick Mahomes extension so he can break Earth. Yeah. He's getting forty eight. Wonder. For how long? Life? <laughs> do they do lifetime contracts in the NFL? That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Yes, sir. Speaking <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers from Cal. Hey, Aaron. The Packers are headed to Chi-Town to face the Bears in an epic division battle to kick off the year. I'm not doing my weird voice. <laughs> 199th meeting, by the way, <laughs> which means the next time they meet, I think it's like week 15, they play again. It's going to be the 200th time that they've played. It would make sense that they play each other two times a year and this is the 100th year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not the a math. We're not a math <laughs> podcast, but does that include thought. playoffs? Playoffs. We can't win a damn game. No, it just said 198 meetings so far, so this would be 199. Well, the Packers and the Bears are going to start the season off this coming Thursday night. Steven. dude, I feel good. I mean, I felt real good last year going in, and that's when we went down like a. 24-3 or something real bad. Um, but I actually Aaron feel good about this. My knee when he was all drugged up. Um, But before we even get to the game, the third round pick, Jay Sternberger, he went down in week four of the preseason, something with his knee. He's on the IR. So one of the guys that ended up getting cut, Alan Lazard, he was signed from the practice squad. So he ends up being the sixth wide receiver. Plus a trade to traded to the Giants for an undisclosed draft pick. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but we got this linebacker called BJ Goodson. And Sean, I wanted to bring up this tweet to you from Pro Football Focus. Uh, they had a graphic of passer ratings when um, when they're being targeted in the NFC East. And the number one was Avante Maddox, and number five was BJ Goodson. Um, I don't know. I think that's going to work out. He's going to be the one that ends up placing, replacing Oren Burks. I said last week I thought it'd be Ty Summers. He'll be in there for now. Um, so I don't know how much time Ty is going to actually get, but... One of the big one of the big storylines is this is Lafleur's first real test. Where it's a division game. It's the biggest rivalry in football, arguably. It's I don't know. He didn't he didn't get to show off what he and Aaron Rodgers have been working on. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to have rust. Like no, Aaron Rodgers has been practicing. He's been through camp and the joint practices, but. Joint, joint. But he, he's. I think he's going to be fine. He's Aaron Rodgers. He, didn't, he doesn't forget how to play. Like he's been throwing the ball around for two months now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't worry about any rust. He's going to sling it. He always does. Yeah. Oh, that mustache might weigh him down. Well, last year I thought Khalil <laughs> Mack would have rust. 
And then Deshaun Kaiser handed the ball off to Khalil Mack, and it was a, <laughs> it was a whole mess. <laughs> you have it. You have it. You have it. They still sacked him anyway. Definitely want to see second half of that game last year. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Show up, not first half. For God's like sake, will somebody block Khalil Mack? <laughs> no, that's the problem. Is nobody can. They're just gonna start throwing bodies at people. So, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're going to do, like, instead of a keys to victory, we're, we're doing, like, so what does Green Bay have to do to win this game? The new defense needs to stand up to people like Cohen, and the offense has to hold people back, like Khalil Mack. We were just talking about that. He doesn't really have an issue. Just moving people aside. He's quick. He's strong. We need to be able to hold him for at least long enough for, for Rodgers to drop back, find an option before it gets smacked over and over again. Like this is week one. We don't we don't want him getting smacked around the first time he steps onto the field. I think we need to we need to use our depth at wide receiver. Just keep switching them in and out. Make keep them fresh. We have Adams, we have Gmo, MVS, Kumro, Trevor Davis, Darius Shepard, and the newly added Alan Lazard. Like how many of those will be if pressed? We, all of them. Because Darius Shepard's going to end up being in the uh, on special teams, so will Trevor Davis. And then what is what is my key to victory every single week? What is it? The most obvious one. Score more points. Feed Aaron Jones. But now we don't have the Mike McCarthy issue, so we're going to have Aaron Jones, 250 yards, I don't want to be crazy. Eleven touchdowns. That's my prediction. <laughs> so you're taking the over. Yeah, definitely taking the over. <laughs> but listen, I mean that's all though, because he won't play the second half. I hope that Green Bay is taking David Montgomery seriously because if they prepare this whole for this game only preparing for Tariq Cohen, they are going to get run all over. This kid might be a rookie, but he is the real deal. Getting a run all over is kind of our thing, though. <laughs> whether it's a quarterback, yeah. whether it's a dual running back threat, and we're, you know what I mean? Like we've we have not been good at stopping the run for a long time. That's not good. It's not great. No, it's not ideal. <laughs> but we don't have to wait long. That's two days away. Oh my God. If, you're, if you're listening to this live, which you shouldn't be, but <laughs> FBI, <laughs> Diane, hey, I got that new joint practice is early. You want to hear it? Said that Said one nobody. guy in <laughs> Clifton. Clifton, Clifton. It says Quantico, isn't that FBI? <laughs> hey, uh, whoever you are in Clifton, New Jersey, we want to hear from you. So. On the Twitter bird. Hit us up on the you Twitter You probably bird. have an email. Yeah, I'm not even going to go with the Twitter bird no more because that's not the, that shouldn't be the go-to. I know everybody has access to email. Fuck it, snail if mail. Especially listening to a podcast. Yeah. Steve, give them your address. <laughs> Five, Fruitberry Lane. Sebago, Maine. Sebago. I'm on the, so I guess the big rock. Like now that we're done with the uh, two of those teams that don't matter in the NFC North. Should probably get to the most important one here. Uh, Falcons aren't in the, the north. The Minnesota Lions? Vikings hosting 
the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, man, you talk about two teams that should have been very competitive in this conference last year that are both going to be looking to rebound from doo-doo seasons last year. It's the Val- the Falcons and the Vikings. I must have the <laughs> the Falcons. Um, but so these paramount for both of these teams to get out to a a good start to begin the season. So part of that is going to be can Kirk Cousins start strong? And I know everybody's always talking about how he can't beat the good teams. Well, you would think that the Falcons should be one of the better teams. So good good early test here for uh, for Mr. Cousins and. He might have gotten a little help from an old friend here. Uh, the Vikings went out and signed Josh Doxson after the Washington football team cut him. So uh, former teammates. Stupid. It's a great, uh, great storyline, though, because there was a lot of conversation in should Minnesota draft Josh Doxson or Laquan Treadwell in 2016. And so now they've had an opportunity with both of them. So... Let's hope this one works out better than the latter. Um, as far as when we're looking ahead to what the Vikings are going to have to do to win this game, um, it's pretty simple and uh, pretty chalk, really. You hear this all the time. You know, you want to pressure Matt Ryan early and often. Don't let him get comfortable. Knock him down a few times. Maybe get a couple sacks. Force a bad throw, whatever. Um, you just can't let him get into a rhythm, especially on your field. Um, hosting these guys, you know, we've seen this defense be pretty stout ever since Zimmer got here. And so can they repeat that? Um, and another part of that is to slow down Julio Jones. And the last time the Vikings played the Falcons, uh, they held them to like two catches, 42 yards, something like that. So if you do that, you've got a pretty good chance to win this game. On the other side of the ball, it's just having a balanced offense and most of that rivals what happens on the defensive side of the ball. You can't get down early. You can't start just heaving the ball down the field. Like You want to keep the game close early on. Establish the run, open up the field, and uh, hopefully Cousins make some good plays. Every play easy, should easy, just right? be up the middle. Every play <laughs> runs straight up the middle. We'll see if it works out. Um, don't know, that Falcons defense was kind of crap last year. But I think they were struggling to figure out like who they were. Well, they had a lot of so, injuries too, so that's sucked. that's what I mean. So you're just you're plugging in guys here and there, and um, tough to get an identity and to really figure out what you're good at when you get a new guy playing the same position every other yeah. week. So yeah, we'll see how that Falcons defense looks. And um, I mean, this offense should be potent. You know, you know, two, three, maybe even four great running backs on this team. You know. Diggs and Thielen, Kyle Rudolph still there. Let's see what Irv Smith can do. Um, but you'd think they'd be able to put some points on the board. So this is just one of those like super exciting times of the year when you're a Vikings fan because you're like, maybe this is going to be the year. Maybe they'll finally make the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, it's been since the 70s, so I haven't been able to see it yet. Wow. But you got close, though, right? Did you get the NFC Championship game? A couple times. Yeah. A couple few. Lost to the Eagles. 38-7! Oh, yeah. That was just uh, great. Lost to the Giants. 
uh, lost to the Falcons. You lose to the yeah. Saints on a kick? In the yeah, middle of a lost show? Lost to the Saints. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, I mean, we lost five. that on a, a bonehead call from the offensive coordinator. You're in field goal range. Run the ball twice. Kick the field goal before it goes to overtime. Like, dumb. You're just stupid. Classic Minnesota. <laughs> Classic Vikings. Yeah, 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 baby. All right. Moving on. The Washington football team will come to the link to face the Eagles on Sunday. That is a 1 p.m. game. <sighs> Carson Wentz is back, baby. That is the big story. Carson is healthy. The brace is off. The back is healed. I'm not worried about him getting injured. Fuck that noise. Well, he against Washington, he's got he's got the potential to put up like dumb numbers. So should I start him? So Deshaun Jackson is going to help this <laughs> offense. <laughs> he is going to take the top off. It's a common thing people say on Twitter. It was like only three days until the Eagles open the season with a 75-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> like everybody the thinks they're going to run the old Andy Reid play action post to Deshaun. To the house. To the house. I guarantee he gets at least one long catch against his former team. Back with his former team. Figure that one out. But anyways, this Eagles defense should look very, very good against Case Keenum and the Washington football squads. I'm not worried about Darius Geis, even though I think he's going to have a fantastic season. Your comeback player of the year. Washington let Doxson walk, who was arguably their best receiver last year. They have Paul Richardson, and yeah, they have Paul Richardson. I don't even know who else they have anymore. They let Crowder go. They let Doxson go. The Vikings are going to really like that guy. But anyways, the defense should look really good. Jesus. What do, what do they have to do to win? I mean, they have to be there. That's about it. They have the advantage yeah. at every position group, especially if their Nick starting left tackle, Trent Williams, doesn't play. He said it. Yeah, Dirt. you racist son of a gun. I hate you all. You yeah. <laughs> take two. Oh, now you're saying you hate all of them? <laughs> Like, what the hell is happening? Steven ate cat food once. <laughs> yeah, but I won Fear Factor. Uh, the, the Eagles have the advantage at every position group. I mean, this should be like a statement win as far as we are big dogs. We beat up this little dog. Anything less than a blowout at this point is going to be a letdown. We've talked all training camp, all preseason about how bad Washington is and praised the Eagles for... Almost everything they do, except drafting Clayton Thorson. Any, yeah, anything less than a blow is a, is a letdown for me. That's that's all I got for this one. This isn't really a game we have to break down too much or has too many angles. It's a good football team playing a very bad one. Yeah, and I I made a joke about that at the beginning, but like realistically, they could do a lot of damage to this Washington team. They're, it's the first game of the year, so everybody is fresh. The people that they wanted to play week one, they didn't play week four of the preseason. 
And whether it's week one or week 17, Washington's not a good football team. So this could, I think it could get ugly fast before the first half's over. You'll probably see people going, all right, I'm going to head out. Guys, it's time. It's all time. It's all time to talk about our AFC team of the year, the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. Get baked. Hashtag get baked. Hashtag get baked. All right, so the Browns are welcoming the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, into town. Storylines for this one, man. You think Freddie Kitchens will be able to continue the momentum he built up the end of the year, the camaraderie with the team. His first game as the head coach, you know, can he continue that? Can he build upon what he started? I really hope so because the Browns became one of those teams where it seemed like everybody's <clears throat> sorry, everybody started rooting for the Browns. Like Baker became fun and uh what was that running back's name? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's fun, like and now they have... They had the beer fridges. The beer fridges, which they opened way sooner than I expected. And now they have OBJ and Freddie's taken over. I think... I don't know. I don't know if he can maintain it, but I hope he does. My eyes will be on the early connection between OBJ and Baker. Will they be able to start off hot and get on that, you know, the same page early? Because I can envision... This is the sort of game where OBJ's got you know, eight to ten catches for 150 plus yards. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know though. I mean, the Titans' secondary is actually pretty damn good. So this could, I mean, when you're looking at that, them, you know, hooking up early in the game, um, could easily go the other way where, you know, the the secondary is all over frustrating. It. You know, frustrating these guys and. Then it kind of snowballs from there because it's like, well, I'm getting mad because I can't get open or you're throwing the ball just a little off. And so, well, yeah, definitely uh, important for them to to get going early because you certainly don't want to start the uh, season off with some animosity. Get baked. That's my favorite drop. <laughs> Good, I just made it up. What does Cleveland have to do to win this game? I don't know. What do you think? Score more points than the Titans. Very do great analysis. The time runs out. That's why you listen to the podcast for fans by <laughs> fans. Uh, you, I mean, we just mentioned it. You know, offense needs to get off to a hot start, and you know, you'd like to see them come out in that first offensive drive and just take it down the field, put seven on the board, and then continue from there. Um, if you struggle early. You know, you don't know if the coaching staff going to try to make adjustments and then like maybe you start to overthink it here when, you know, brand new coach, um, you know, new new offense, new everything, basically, and all this hype around you. Like, do they feel the pressure about that? I know Baker's like, you know, he's got quite a uh, an ego on him. You know, thinks very highly of himself and he showed last year he's a, he can be a decent quarterback. So, yeah, offense gets hot early and carries that through the game. Yeah, I think the the best way to beat the Titans is to score early and just get yourself a lead because the Titans are so heavily run. They rely on the run so much. 
that if you take that away and just make Mariota have to beat you, I mean, I like my odds a lot more, you know, making him throw than letting them run. They can run, 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 run. They're going to break something eventually. In theory, yeah. True, true, true. very true. Sometimes I run. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I can't wait till what? next week when we can do some studs and duds. Studs and duds. It's all time for the studs and duds. Oh, you know what's funny? is I was just sitting here when you were talking. And I was like, oh, we didn't do studs and duds this week. I didn't even fucking played yet. <laughs> do you want to do the uh, preseason week four studs and duds? Uh, dud, Nate Peterman. Dud, I, uh, Philadelphia. I didn't watch any of the any of those uh, uh, week four preseason games, but I was just like looking at the box scores, and I was like, man, you had to feel really bad about yourself if you were playing in this game. Because some of the names are just like, I haven't even heard of this guy before, and he's on my favorite team. Chuck Winfield, quarterback. You know what it is time for, boys. Oh, it's time for what? my favorite favorite thing to say in all of the podcast. Whether it's a butt or a nose. Sean Lamont, folks. Let's get to the pick'em. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, Picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it because our bank rolls on top. Yeah, shout out to Sean for making that sick drop. Oh, yes, Your rap you skills are up there, bro. Up there. Damn. Um, You could be an insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Violent J, friend of the pod. <laughs> so I, I know I sent you guys that picture of the uh, the Juggalos, the Lowe's hardware store. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Duggalos? Like Doug from Nickelodeon. No. <laughs> they just got Doug painted up like a Juggalo. Oh, it's great. Well, it's you had a rough time in high school. Well, we're off track really fast. We haven't nah, even skated a lot. Back here. to the pick'em. All right. It's time for the pick'em. Week one, the first week of the brand new pick'em where we're going to be picking against the spread as well as the over-under. Now, you get the over-under right, you're going to get a point. You get the game right, you get a point. You get them both right, you get three points. Make sense? You get a bonus point. We're going to keep track of the points. At the end of the year, the loser has to... What did we decide on? We haven't yet. We <laughs> still have time. Yeah, I know it wasn't Lick Steve's butthole. <laughs> Well, let's see how close I am to last place before we set, <laughs> make a decision. So you guys coming That's up with be any tough ideas? If I lose, <laughs> <laughs> not fucking Gumby over here. <laughs> All right, let's start it off. We got the Thursday game. Currently, the Bears are a three-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-six. Steve, is that your age? You are so, up first. Give let us. Let me do a refresher. We have okay. the Bears minus three. Correct. So the Packers would have to win by four. Nope. The Packers would have to win <laughs> at all or lose oh, by no. less than three. Shout out to Stop as a new go. Ow. Never heard of them. All right. So give me the Packers over. Packers, Packers and over. over. All right, soup stick. You want to go? 
Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Bears and the under. All right, soup going with Underwear. the Bears and the under. And you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bears and the over. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. And the public, because we're gonna do this against the public as well. I get the public information just from the Yahoo Pick'em, so. We got them taking Chicago and the over. And listen to this. 65% are on Chicago to 35% on the Packers. Wow. So that's a hefty margin on the Bears. It is. All right. We're going to move on to the Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. Skull. Oh, man. Are four-point favorite at home, 47.5 on the over-under. Uh, I'll go first. I took the Falcons, and I'm going to take the under. All right, I'll go next. I had the Falcons, but I took the over. And I'm Vikings over. Jeez, we have not had a matching one yet. This will be interesting. Uh, the public, 63% on Minnesota to 37 on Atlanta. And under on that one. All right. Moving yeah. on. Washington at the Eagles. Soup. Uh, Eagles and over. Uh, it's 46 and a half, the over under. Sorry. I expect the Eagles to score like 42 of that. So. Yes, I forgot to mention yeah. the Eagles are a nine and a half point favorite. <laughs> they'll Goodness. win by, I, I said it last, last episode, they'll win by at least two touchdowns. Well, Steve, I agreed with you. I also took the Eagles in the over. I as well, and so did the public. So 86% wow. on Philly. There's your first sweep. All right, over to our AFC team of the year. Get baked. Cleveland Browns hosting the Titans. The Browns are a five and a half point favorite at home. Over under set at 45. I will take the Titans and the under. Hmm, I'm going to take the Browns and the over. I took the Browns and the under. And so did the public with 86% again on the Browns. I wonder how much of that is people hoping the Browns are good with all the moves they made. I just think that Vrabel is just going to try and eat the clock in this game. And um, I think he's shown that they have that ability, especially you think back to the New England game last year. Um, I just think that if he's able to disrupt that offense a little bit and then control the ball, it's going to be a silly low-scoring game, so we'll see what happens. But just my thought process there, being the only person who took the Titans. Oh, I thought it was pronounced Titans. <laughs> no, we talked about it. Like, If Cleveland's going to win this game, they're going to have to shut that run down. That's why I took the under, because I don't think there'll be much points scored in this game. But I do think the Browns win by a touchdown, so that I think they'll clear the five and a half. Can't wait. We're almost here, boys. Oh, yeah, that wasn't pick too bad. Is live. The pick'em is jive. I hold the Dario. The pick'em is live. It's a good thing you didn't use that one. <laughs> Pretty sure that's copyrighted. 
Might get this one taken down. <laughs> Although I sang old, old Town Road in the last episode, and that one still went through, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Skull Town Road, though. That's my my version. <laughs> the silence is deafening. All right. Yeah, I don't I don't got anything else. <laughs> That's the pick 'em, folks. This is going to be weird doing the spreads and thinking you won when you didn't when you actually look at it. <laughs> hey, Jadavian Clowney went to Seattle. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. Good place for him. Yeah. Bama. There's a couple other uh, running backs that were moving around too. They LaShawn McCoy and Andy Reid are hooking back up. Yeah, I got shady. Yeah. yeah. He's shady. Aftermath. We'll see how that works. And then they sent Carlos Hyde to the Texans, right? I'm not for yeah. sure because I don't want to have to fix that in five seconds. <laughs> I loved when the uh, the shady stuff came out and you were like, he's going to Houston. He immediately signed with the, the Chiefs. Houston Chiefs. <laughs> uh, too funny. I really thought that Melvin Gordon was going to be an option for Houston, but they're shopping. They made the Hyde deal. Like I don't know. I got somebody I right just, now that's interested in Melvin Gordon. I got that alert. Yeah, I know, but they've had somebody that's interested in him for a while, and they were like, well, we're just going to make him set out. So it's Probably Seattle. I don't know. It's the same thing. Like, I'm going to call Zeke Elliott forever. I'm going to call him Ego, just because <laughs> the way that the media is waffling about whether he's going to resign or not. It's just been ridiculous. It's every five minutes I get it. No, nope, they're not coming close to a deal. Oh, they almost have a deal finished. <laughs> just like... I'm going to stop listening to this noise until they figure out what the fuck they're doing. Wow, dang. All right, folks. We're seven kinds of ridiculous. Thank you for listening to episode 44 of the Joint Practices podcast. We are three guys in Maine who just like to talk football. So if you want to talk football with us via the internet, magical place, just hit us up on Twitter at Joint Practices. Follow me at 11 the goat. Stevens at Steven JP. He? He's got two P's. It's two weeks in a row. <laughs> Steven JPP. <laughs> playing with his PP. Just remember him playing with his JPP. And super sticky <laughs> Steve Knox at the Knox says, All I right. am so overtired. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get up early and take my youngest to her first day of school. And not ready for that. I, I'm crying already. Yeah, right. And if you want to be on our show, we like to have guests on. Anytime you want, just hit us up at our email, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Send us an email, tell us you want to be on the show, and Steve will tell you the rest. Seriously, you don't even have to know a lot about football. I don't. I thought it was Trace McSwirly. Like when you get your head dumped in the shitter. <laughs> Seriously. His name was Dick. Dick McSwirly. Dick McSwirly. And I was like, you know, seriously, you don't have to know anything about anything. I'm the most basic of casual of hardcore fans, and it's I just love Green Bay. And, and yeah, I just wear Uggs and Capri pants. I don't know what basic Drinks means. fucking pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. Seriously. Get a pumpkin coffee like show. a man. We'd love it. But whether you're listening on Apple, Google, I think we're on Spotify. Are we on Spotify? No. We're on they Spotify. Who's gonna look and who's gonna <laughs> check? They're like, fuck these idiots. <laughs> Seriously, rate, review, subscribe, everything everyone on these platforms ever asks you to do. 
But if you want to help us out, share us with a friend, with your dad, with your grandpa who loves the Eagles. We'll have grandpa. We had Granny Larson on. That was a hit. (laughs) Yeah, she made the intro. That's how good that was. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if you're going to share with your friends, just be careful about doing it on Facebook. They might mark it as spam. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Thanks. Thanks, Zuckerberg. Uh, No. So they don't like our podcast on there. Steve put something on Facebook saying, you know, listen to our thank you luck podcast. And my wife shared it. Thank you, Steve. Well, then it got taken down and she got a message saying that her post violated Facebook's spam filter, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Listen, y'all be leaving Mrs. Lamont 11 alone before I break your jaws, dog. Yo, she'll swing on a homie. I've seen it. Like, it's all time for her to get cray cray. I got my Facebook banned because some asshole decided they wanted to go and mark every single one of my posts as uh, like violating terms of service or whatever. Yeah, but you were so being a prick. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I did. It was absolutely nothing that was offensive to anybody. And uh, yeah, lost Facebook for like two months. So That's so weird that somebody can just do that and they like... They just take their word for it? Yeah. They were just like, oh, well, it's egregious because they've <laughs> marked all these posts as offensive, so it's got to be gotta be it. Yeah. So that sucked. But if you're not on Facebook, you could always be on the Twitter bird and send us a tweet with the hashtag. Hashtag week one. That's one spelt out. O-N-E. In case anybody doesn't know. No, not like W-O-N. Yeah, exactly. We'll see if it's a week one, one, win. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Tweet us with that hashtag. Let us know that you're listening. We'd like to hear from anybody. We'd like to hear from don't all our care. lovely prescribers. <laughs> Seriously, dude. We I, got, uh, listen, we got even the Maine, Oregon, New Hampshire, Miss Clifton, New Jersey, Brooklyn. <laughs> And a place called Boating HE, which I had to look up. Turns out that's just outside of Beijing. So shout out to that one guy. <laughs> it's because it said Chinese joint, guy. And he thought it was a weed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it went Chinese guy going, I know I'm going to stand football. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Let's tweet back and forth. Even if it's that spam. Uh, account that just followed me about an hour ago. Like to hear from anybody. Talk some football with all you. And uh, hey, maybe you think that you know we were wrong about something this week, or like the week J-H-I. before when we gave our predictions. So uh, you go ahead and let's have some some uh, Twitter heat. Let's have some fun. It's football season, folks. Uh, let's go. Skull Vikings. Go Pecco. Fly goes fly. Hey Steven Yes, Sean? Bean Pog! <laughs> <laughs> we out. Bye.